0: Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris, man of action. Chuck Norris stars in Chuck Norris Karate Commandos. Welcome back Chuck to Pop
1: Culture Failure. We to take the Pop Culture and talk about it up Sky. I'm Jake. And we are continuing uh, with Chuck Norris, the karate commando. No, it's uh, Chuck Norris colon karate commandos. Sky. He's also You're describing a, a different show. He's also a karate commando. The team is the Karate Commandos. Does it count as a Karate Commando? He does, but it's about the whole team and it, Chuck Norris. Is it, though? It's sometimes about Tabe. <laughs> it gets too the most much. lines. Too much could fuck right off. Do you get really mad when you watch The Temple of Doom as well? At, at no, because I, I, I don't really watch any of the Indiana Joneses on my own. Well, that's your problem. No, you have lots of other problems. That's like your ninth problem. <laughs> uh,. Yeah, the only Indiana Jones I've seen all the way through is Crystal Skull. It's all right. Yeah, it was fine. I watched it recently. There's some dumb, quite a bit of dumb in there. I mean, it's the fourth best one. <laughs> sure. We've got another one coming up, but yeah, don't worry. For right now, we're watching Harrison Ford's 80. It's gonna be great. Yeah, it's only so long he can keep doing it. I mean, it probably will be pretty good, but he's also 80. Yeah. Gonna have to like shoot more people instead of punching them. So you may have noticed there wasn't an episode last week. Uh, that's because I didn't think about scheduling because I had a family thing, and uh, we didn't want to. But we're back, stronger than ever. The long and short of it: this episode was definitely worth the wait. Uh, it's entitled "Menace from Space," even though the menace is from Earth. Yeah, it's in space, but it's from well, Earth. Well, part of it's in space. A lot other stuff is. A lot of it's in a swamp. <laughs> You know, like you'd expect. So we open up, and Flesh and Blood Charles Norris is doing sit-ups on uh, Incline. He tells us about self-control. This will play no part of the episode. <laughs> it's completely dis- dissociated from the th- from the theme of the episode. No, play Sky, Sky. if you have self-control and don't masturbate, then you can take down a space shuttle as well. He doesn't specifically say don't masturbate, but I'm sure his Christian morals will guide us to that. Logical conclusion. Chuck Norris definitely doesn't masturbate because he has sex with his wife. That's right. But yeah, he keeps talking about self-control. And to be fair, astronauts do need to... Not masturbate. Hone their skill. Well, yeah, you can't jerk off in space, so it'll blow you back. Pulling another Wally, which we'll get to. (laughs) But astronauts do have to have a lot of self-control and knowledge and stuff. But, like, that's certainly not what he's discussing here. Also, is that Chuck Norris in a different place than he has been or is it just a different part of the room different angle so we open up his gym is so big it looks like <laughs> many different rooms <laughs> probably not much bigger than this living room no i bet it's like three times that there's just a lot more corners isn't yeah because it was the 80s and that's a bigger designs, right well the star-shaped room we open up and we're at some uh aerospace launch site i don't want to say keep canaveral but i don't know another one it's uh, that town in Texas that Elon Musk has ruined. <laughs> Houston? No, there's a little town in Texas that he basically tried to buy and then he couldn't, so he just ruined it instead. It's weird. Yeah, all that shit keeps exploding over the top of it. Oh, that's right. He did decide. Uh... No, I'm thinking of Bezos. Why did Elon Musk ruin it? Because he's a jackass. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, how did he ruin it? Because he's constantly launching shit into space that explodes over the top of this little town. Everything he's launched into space has exploded. Elon Musk is also sending shit into space? What? Yes? What do you think SpaceX is? Elon Musk didn't go to space. Okay, that's rough. Jeff Bezos went to space. So did uh, Richard Branson. And space is a big word if you're adding that those guys went to space. They went to the edge of the fucking atmosphere and were in zero gravity for like a minute and came back. Whatever, man. I wonder Uh, how many hours of human suffering paid for that. Uh, there. thousands. Yeah. And Elon Musk does that all the time. He's constantly trying to shoot shit into space. It explodes and right. they he, start over. He tried to shoot his car into space. Though. Yeah. Right. But, like, okay. every two weeks now, he's shooting shit into space. It explodes. Rains over this town in Texas. And fucking ruins the environment. Anyway. <laughs> uh, there's a bunch of, like, sailboats there to watch this, uh, liftoff. Honestly, some of those look too close. Yeah, they do. But a perspective, lot of fire perspective is... doesn't super matter in this cartoon. No, but apparently we're like at this point six minutes out from a, a shuttle launch. And Chuck Norris just flies his goddamn helicopter right over this, the shuttle, which you would assume would be a no-fly zone at this point. But he's Chuck goddamn Norris, so he does what he wants. Did he just get intel that that Claw might be there, or did he has he known the whole time and he just showed up? I'm not sure. He seems to be welcome. Um, That's true. But he does just, like, say, I need to tell you some stuff. And nope. the next scene is him discussing how Claw is going to steal the space shuttle. Now, real quick before we move on, I told you as we were starting, I wouldn't talk more about Yar. ER, sure. <laughs> we just got to the episode where uh, Robert, who's the chief of staff, stands up underneath of a, a helicopter and it slices his arm off the tail rotor. Sure. And uh, so now I was very nervous for Chuck Norris standing under a helicopter because i scarred by watching a man's arm get chopped off. Yeah. An ER. It's pretty uh, violent. Is that was he the bald gentleman with glasses? Yeah, he's real mean. He's a surgeon and he's very good at it. But he only has one hand now. Yeah. It's a surgery dude.
0: Yeah. That's real dumb, ma'am. Why
1: would you do that? You're spinning blades, you gotta duck. Well, here's the thing. They thought there was smallpox in the hospital, they were trying to get everyone out of the hospital and he was arguing. Over which patient was gonna go on the helicopter, and then his clipboard got knocked out of his hand and he went to pick it up and he stood up and got. Him. Yeah, that's critically stupid. Yeah, he lost an arm, he paid for it. Yeah. Uh but uh, the guy running the place, his name seems to be SWAT. I don't know what his title is, but he uh go to his office. He's captain of spaceships. Yep. Spaceship captain. Except he's not on the on the flight. He's captain of spaceships, not the spaceships captain. Right, that team. is an important distinction. Yes. Um, but he just kicks up, he puts feet on his desk. And he's like, Claw he needs to get here in five minutes if he's going to steal my shit. Yeah. Um, and anytime you're that cocky, you know it's not going to go well. Yeah. I mean, there is like an evil yacht watching the the stuff. What do Shootings. you mean? All the other yachts are white, and that one's black. Why would? It, why do you think it's evil? It's also full of ninjas and crocodiles. Yep. And a crocodile-loving man named Croc. Not to be confused with the killer Croc, but he is slightly basically the same character, except he has hair. Uh, and the the ninja this time around are wearing World War II gas masks. That costume change. guess, are, are these even ninjas, or are these Crocs guys? I don't know. Maybe they're the same ninjas, but when the middle management villain... Uh, He's got to so make he, his mark. Yeah, he he designs the costumes for this right. escapade. Sure. Makes sense. Why not get a Baron Zemo-esque cloth over exactly. your face? yeah.
0: You really want to block
1: all your perifs. Right. While doing... They're not important. While doing... little hinge work. So, uh... Frock here looks exactly like you would imagine a pre-transformation Ninja Turtle villain to look it's like. It's the most accurate thing you've ever described. <laughs> like... If he had blonde hair, he would look exactly like Rocksteady did before his transformation. He's, like, just nondescript enough that you know they, he's a throwaway thing because he's going to become an ugly monster, and that's more important, so there's spend more right. time on the monster. Right. Um, but they do the most logical thing, and they ready a bunch of guys and a bunch of crocodiles onto a catapult, <laughs> and then throw them at uh, at the space shuttle. Everybody's got parachutes, naturally, including the crocodiles. Yes. Crocodiles <laughs> have different colored parachutes because they weigh more than a man. <laughs> they look so good when they're descending. Yeah, These look so happy. They do. They're ecstatic, and they're colored black for some reason. I maybe mean, they're, they're ninja crocodiles, or I guess I just crocs. thought it was was a poor translation from idea that take, but now it's television. That's entirely possible. But they do look like it's just black. Yeah, you know, for stealth. Yeah, he's a stealthy. <laughs> Aided that alligator black. Why wouldn't you? That was a guy's job. <laughs> he died for it. So the the goons go towards the space shuttle, and we cut to the office of of SWAT. Captain of Spaceship SWAT. Right, but he's telling Chuck how not even a fly could get through his defenses, and immediately after his sentence finishes, a crocodile smashes through his window, and it lands on his desk. It is so good. I loved every second of this. <laughs> it was the dumbest thing ever, and I loved it. Um, right before Chuck Springsteen actually makes sure to say, "Not even a fly, huh?" And then he karates uh, uh, yeah. an alligator. Then he rassels an alligator because, <laughs> of course, he does. Yeah. Well, I guess it's actually a crocodile. Um, I, yeah, I guess it's true. It, uh, just for the rest of this episode, we will be using those interchangeably because yeah, I know the distinction between the two. One of them's got a longer snoot and one of them's round. Yeah. It's, but which it's one's also, which? Because like, I could have told you that much. Alligators are round and crocodiles are round. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, I could have said, yeah, there's a difference between the two. Yeah. With but knowing oh, what's what. I mean, is did we really need to differentiate them between the two, really? I mean... Like me and you, or as a society? As a society. Like, crocodiles and alligators are close enough that you could be, like, interchangeably crocodile-alligator. Uh, I mean, I would say so, but science probably wouldn't agree. Yeah. Like, I know that they're different, but also, you can just say bugs at any insect and then get it. But we need a bigger word that encompasses both of them. Right. But, um. Mighty lizards. So, I looked it up, and full grown, uh, average, uh, male crocodiles weigh in between 900 and 1200 pounds. And Chuck just, uh, picks it up and hugs it into an a open closet. You're saying that like uh, an alligator should be heavy to him, <laughs> yeah. And by alligator, I mean crocodile. Damn right? It. <laughs> Reed is at the broken windows. Uh, oh, claws matter here, just like we knew where they were gonna be. Yeah. It's Good thing we positioned ourselves in this fucking office. Yeah, they're like ten blocks away. Everybody, but uh, too much springs at action because Chuck says, "No, you wait here with SWAT and guard the alligator in the closet." That's right. Hope you don't die. And we get a scene of a crocodile descending gracefully from a parachute. Taking out two men, and it's just a delight. Meanwhile, Croc the man uh, runs around yelling about his stun guns and shoots men in the face with them. Maybe we should have we should watch a show that has more alligators. Than, is there an alligator show or a crocodile show? I can't think of one. Maybe we should make one. I mean It feels like I want to say Battle Toads probably had some crocodiles, or maybe if Donkey Kong had a <laughs> had a cartoon, I don't think he did, because his bad guy was a crocodile of a sort. What if we make a like a Warriors of Virtue esque show, but instead of kangaroos, it's it's crocodiles? <laughs> I'm I'm completely in. I was thinking like it just we could just reskin uh, Street Sharks. Bam, we got crocodile kids. Yeah, did uh, Street Sharks have motorcycles? One of them did. Mm-hmm. One of them just had kick ass uh race rollerblades. Okay, that that works. I was gonna say because we could do the same with biker mice from Mars, but they all have motorcycles, but. I think if one of them has kick-ass rollerblades and one has a motorcycle, I think that's better. Yeah. yeah, I forget what the other two have. I know one of them is named Slamu. We'll have to change their names if they're crocodiles. <laughs> nah, I think it's fine. Uh, the croc shoots a man and he says, "Stunning, isn't it?" And then he throws a grenade at some other men and they uh suffocate with mustard gas. I Listen, think? wait, I'm not done. I'm still thinking about crocodiles. Okay, go. I just think it would be funny if there was a show of crocodile superheroes. Everyone would refer to them as alligators, and they would be like, no, man, we're crocodiles. Yeah. And that's very funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was kind of a running joke in the... Uh, Ninja Turtles? Yeah. They call them tortoises? Or... Well, in the uh, the Nickelodeon series back in 13? 2012. 2012. Um, like the, there's a, an episode where Louis Black played a character who kept calling them karate frogs, and it really pissed off Raphael. That's less funny because they're clearly turtles. Right. So Chuck and the guys go running over with their miscellaneous weird weapons, the you know, the Their weapons look like they just came from raiding uh, a weird sort of racist museum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh Chuck's got his weird staff with a wrench kinda of thing at the end. Reed's got his Japanese shrine club? It doesn't, I don't think it's edged, and we see him use it like a bat later in this episode. Yeah, that's about the only thing he does with it. Yeah. Also, Chemo um, has a, his Tessin that he uses to swat a, a stun beam away. For those who don't know, a Tessin seems to be some sort of metal fan. Yeah, I explained that once before. Yeah, but what if this is someone's first... Uh, well, then they chose a weird time to jump on. Yeah, but we wouldn't fault them for that, Skye. I will. Ugh. So and just chase people off. That's what we need. Pepper hops in a Jeep and tries to run some men over. Because her role as the woman is to be the tech person and also not get into physical fights. Yes. Um, meanwhile. Batman God- shows <laughs> Several Batman shows up. Oh wait, no, it's not. It's Super Ninja. It's our best friend Super Ninja. With goddamn robotic bat wings, And I couldn't be happier to see him. He's the best. He remains the best. He's so mad at Chuck Norris. For for uh, the record, I purchased a Super Ninja action figure from the internet. It's pretty spot on. He's, honestly, this is he's the first thing I've liked enough in all of the podcasts <laughs> that we've done that I actually followed through and bought an action figure <laughs> from this show. I've thought about it for every show we've done, but Super Ninja made me go. No, I have to have this one. Yeah, well, him being three bucks probably didn't hurt. <laughs> it me. Sure didn't. Because uh, the the Mystic Knights are pretty cool toys, but like feel like they're expensive-ish. I think they were, like, just enough that I was like, ah. I don't care enough. I don't $30 care. Uh, Super Ninja has bat wings. I hope he keeps them forever. <laughs> he tells the rest of the ninjas to get to the shuttle, and they all shoot their Batman zip lines up to it. Um, meanwhile, Super Ninja pulls his five-pointed sword, and Chuck Norris uh, engages him. But he trips over a fucking hose on the ground, like a chump. <laughs> He does from the ground snap uh, the five-pointed sword in half when Super Ninja tries to murder him with it. The shuttle starts powering up, and pretty soon everything nearby is going to be incinerated if it's not part of the like launch gear. yeah. and big slow-moving objects start moving on like a track. Super Ninja kicks Chuck into the way of one of the train wheels and he almost gets penny smashed. But he's fine. He rolls out of way. It's okay. Yeah, he's tricking noise He's very good at rolling. So Super Ninja hops on a lift and yells, "We're gonna finish this later." But then Chuck grabs the bottom beam. For for a non-British listeners, that's an elevator. <laughs> <laughs> then arbitrarily stops while Super Ninja waits for Chuck to do a, a gravity-defying backflip into the into the the lift, and. Super Ninja says, "Actually, fuck this!" and hops off with his bat wings and flies over to the. No, the see, shuttle. I think I think he purposely went to that height because he needed to be that height to glide directly across to the to the door of the spaceship. Yeah, and then Chuck slides down a rope all the way down. Um, as the shuttle lifts off, and he isn't blown away at all. It should be harder than this to get inside a spaceship that's launching. You yeah. You, you shouldn't that just that, be probably. able to open the door. <laughs> It should have been all lock, at least. I feel Daniels like that's one of those chains. But uh, Chuck Norris does what he does best. And he runs over and he grabs his helicopter and flies up to uh, continue his assault on the flying shuttle. But Super Ninja has the forethought to take one of the suction cup... Suction cup... Uh, ropes. Ropes, thank you. It's not what I was looking for, but that is that is what it is. It's a rope with a suction cup on the end. Yeah, and he hucks it at the... the helicopter that Chuck Norris is flying, and it tangles up the rotor, and instead of just falling to the ground, the (laughs) helicopter starts spinning, and Chuck gets on the like landing sled thing. It gently falls into the ocean. I expected him to like leap off it and that thing to fall and explode or something, but no, it just gently falls into the ocean. Because he knew how to counterbalance the weight this guy. Yeah, sure. It's Chuck Norris. (laughs) And then he Shakes his fist at the space shuttle and yells, You won the battle, but the war's not over yet! Like, he's the bad guy.
0: <laughs>
1: um, so we cut to the Himalayas where Claw lives. We see Claw sitting at his discussion table with Croc, And there's a big globe that has two piranhas on it sitting at the table. This has never been a feature before, but it's only been four episodes. So maybe he's still working out and finding his interior decorator. Or he brought them in here for dramatic purpose because we really to be dude. What? What are you talking about? He's a drama queen. He surely is. But Claw's happy with the performance that Croc did, and Croc just wants his goddamn money because he didn't fail more or less. But then Claw's like, yeah, I'll pay you once I hold the world for ransom. And then he picks up a fish and crushes it to death in front of this guy. So do you think Claw has no money as of right now? I'm not sure because he's got the ability to set up these elaborate Ways. Right, but also is he is he just... Cash poor?
0: Yeah. And all he's, his money's
1: he's, set up in assets? He's menacing enough that people like Croc are like, this guy clearly knows what he's doing, I'll work for him and get money. So he's using Croc's resources, which is why we had to use Croc's costumes, because he didn't have any costumes. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's like He seems to have this limitless network that he can pull from where he gets a new guy in. I think he made me might just be running from the bill with every person. That's why it's always a new guy. Oh, he's she's trumping it. Yeah, I'd like to bust open the books on <laughs> the the Claw organization. Take gander. Yeah, Vulture. I think it's the Claw organization. Yeah, that's it. It should be Claw, but it's not. Yeah. It's Vulture. Which his, he does was, not get mentioned nearly enough. He probably doesn't have his name on it for legal reasons. That way, when it goes <laughs> under, he doesn't. He's not liable for all the money he owes for liability purposes. It was claw, or it was. Vulture, Vulture all. That made all these terrible You'll notice I'm the claw. Click, 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 That was him clicking his claw. Right. It's got spikes it. Yeah. Which makes it hard to eat. Sure. <laughs> uh, just keeps tearing up his quesadillas and tries to grip it and eat it. Yeah, but he can kill a fish with it. That's <laughs> true. Put it in a quesadilla. Instantaneous sushi. So we cut to the White House, where Chuck Doris is sitting around the TV with stand-in for Reagan, I think, and uh, other, I'm guessing, Secret Service gentlemen. And Claus talking directly to him is, thank you for taking the time to watch me blow up this fucking dam. And we see the space shuttle shoot a laser beam from space, and it blows up a dam and floods, a uh, I guess, a hydroelectric plant. It doesn't really seem to impact yeah. anybody but the immediate vicinity. But he's like, I'm going to blow up a bunch of cities unless you pay me $10 billion from every nation. Which is... It was 1983, that was a lot of money. It is a lot of money, because every nation would have to come up with It's also an amount of money that doesn't exist. I mean, nations could just make that and be like, here's $10 billion. Inflation would go crazy. (laughs) But he cackles and cuts off the feed, And uh, all of the like official army guys are like, yeah, we can't do anything. So, President whoever puts Chuck Norris in charge of taking out the satellite. Reagan forgot. was president at this time, I checked. Yeah. You were correct. I thought so. I'm a little impressed that you knew who's President when. <laughs> so, I'm not fully certain you know who's president now. Uh, it's Collins. Is Jimmy Carter? Is it Gerald Ford? Yeah, I think he's dead. Is he? Right so. Who's the one who's still doing Habitat for Humanity? Is that that's Jimmy, Jimmy Carter? Carter. Yeah, what is he like? Ninety-three, he still building is houses. He's hundred and seven years old. Hold on, I'll know in a second. <laughs> I still have this open. Should we look up U.S. presidents? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jimmy Carter is ninety-six. That's pretty close. Years old. Uh, so we cut to the swamp of, I'm guessing, Florida. Just so why not? Because those are spaceships tender. Also, that Cape Cod is where spaceships launch. Yeah, was that, I think and that's where we were, all were saying in an intro to, to say the thing we were saying. And if you croak, you're going to hang on to Everglades. Yeah, why wouldn't you? It's homey. Full yeah. of bugs and chickens for you to eat. Yeah, you got that weird vest with the open open front, so... He needs an ascot. So everyone needs an ascot. The, the team is on a fan boat, which I think are pretty neat. Though I would never go on the one. Would you never go on a fanboat or on a fanboat in a fucking swamp full of crops? That one, I think it would be cool to pilot a fanboat. Yes. I just don't want to do it in a place where it's definitely going to suck to be outside because there's going to be just copious mosquitoes and just grossness. Now I know you haven't been outside yet today, but it is. <laughs> I took wonderful. the garbage out. It's wonderful outside. It is the best kind of day. <laughs> it's warm but not humid. The sun is shining but not like hurtfully. Like the sun likes to do, just thinking about mom for a while. Ah, uh, don't do it. Don't don't ruin a perfect day like. Today. <laughs> uh, See, so on know, a day like today, on a water that you're semi familiar with that no isn't full of crocodiles, you can buy a little fan. Yeah, I'd give it. <laughs> yeah, let you drive your here on. You eat a sandwich on. Big <laughs> fucking Dagwood. Yeah, stuff. I mean, there's no way to have a conversation like they are because <laughs> <laughs> it's a big fucking fan. I think you need like headsets. Yeah, probably. Specifically for that, what's cartoon? I don't know. I, yeah, I was going to say, I think all of my fanboat experiences various cartoons, so I don't know anything for real. Uh, I believe Archer uh, had at least that at, episode. That is also a cartoon. Yes, but they had headgear For talking. Headgear's not the word. Headsets. but I mean, headsets are headgear. That's true. Gear for your head. Yep. Anything above the neck is the head, Sky. <laughs> Look it up. Oh, I, don't that, I don't have that. I don't have that Wikipedia open. <laughs> but like finding croc in the Florida Everglades is going to be easy. But then Tabe like puts his nose in the air and follows the stink line of chicken to a place like that. Simpsons where Homer and Bart get lost in the raft and Homer has to follow his nose to the Krusty burger on the oil rig. <laughs> right, or Toucan Sam, or that episode where with Spring Break where Homer kills a a crocodile with <laughs> yes. a fan boat. There's no smelling on that. I guess how many boobs I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good answer. So, Taube points it out, and then Chuck gives the order to Pepper to steer them towards it. Then they pass, like, the only tree in the area that has a camera that's pretty obvious at the top. Not pretty obvious. <laughs> it's obvious. It's a big, fucking, giant 1983 camera sticking at the top. Yeah, but they don't notice it, and, uh, as they continue on their path, Chuck and uh, you know, chemo. chemo pull their weapons. Chuck's got, like, a weird maybe nunchuck of some sort. Blunt instrument of some kind. But then they, like, pilot directly to a depth charge, which explodes them all out of the, the fan boat. <laughs> Everybody's fine, and then it seems to only be, like, three feet deep. They're fine, but too much is had is wet. Ugh, that's the worst. And then we see that... You know, oh, it was Croc. He tried to kill them with an explosion, and he's like, but uh, one of the Goons tells him that everybody's fine. So Croc says to him, "Well, my babies will surely eat them." So he considers these crocodiles to be children. Also, it's alligators in swamps like this. I think. I don't think crocodiles. I think crocodiles do freshwater. I'm, I'm wrong. I think sea- swamps are freshwater. Okay. The difference between fresh the opposite of fresh is salt water. Right. I think. Well I mean any water that's fresh is, I don't know. Anyway, I think what you're thinking is uh crocodiles live in the cold and alligators live in the hot. Do they live in the cold? No. That's a sound yeah, it's <laughs> it's like you made of. So they don't live in cold, they the reptiles—they don't function well in cold. We really should have brought a fucking crocodile expert on this, but we didn't expect there to be crocodiles in the space well, episode. Let's bring in special guest Jack Hanna. Oh, hello, it's me. It's Jack Hanna. I know about crocodiles and uh, alligators. That's uh, a pretty good Jack Hanna. Name. Thank you. You yeah, all know what he sounds like to you. It just sounds like a guy. He does. Once, wants... <laughs> well, the crocodiles come. There's five of them. And there's six guys. And, or six, four, five guys of pepper, proxy um, angrily snapping their jaws. Uh, too much grabs a stick, and then he's gonna go kill a crocodile. And Chuck is like, "No!" And throws I, him into a tree. It's not even a threatening stick because a stick works later. It's like a <laughs> twig. Yeah, it's very bad. And then, but Tabe hits a crocodile with another crocodile, and Chuck says, "Nice job." And Tommy says, I wasn't champ for nothing. Was he a sumo wrestler who wrestled gators? Or crocs? I guess so. I want to say, no, he's just referring to his sumo championship, you know, regularly. And that translates. But I I don't think so. I feel like those skills would cross over a little bit. A little. But not a lot. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a heavy man. So he's got a good steady base so he could lift a thing and throw it Sure. But I don't feel like crocodiles fit into that. Yeah, you gotta move fast to get your hand around a crocodile's mouth without it biting your hand off. Yeah. Well, I mean if you can get their mouth closed, you're pretty safe. You just hold it closed. But right. they can do that as they refer to as a death roll, where they will just Yuck. like throw you off of them and then, you know, break your bones. No, so the death roll is when they grab you and then they Roll you and it snaps your neck and drowns you. Yeah, there's that, but like if their jaw is clutched, they can still do that roll roll. Oh, oh, yeah. You, the dangerous part is when their mouth is open like that. If he went right for the mouth and closed it himself, you know, yeah, like a cartoon would. Right? Yeah. yeah, that's that's where the danger. Is. Yeah, and then we, People are going to get a lot of false information about crocodiles from this episode of our show and uh, get killed. Like, well. There's a good chance they'll encounter an alligator, and not a crocodile. You should probably put a disclaimer <laughs> at the beginning of this, but you should not follow any of our crocodile and our alligator feeds. Look, most of it comes from wild whatever with jack Hanna and also and animals. Wild now with Jack. I don't think that's it. I think it is it's on MTV. <laughs> um, so <laughs> Reed is writing one, and he steers it into uh, like a hollow tree trunk. And that's how he defeats his crocodile. The hollow tree trunk is the natural oh, enemy of the alligator. I think it is. I think they need those because they pretend to be them. Chemo yeah. so, <laughs> breaks off a stick that's probably maybe an inch or two in diameter, and that successfully encumbers the crocodile from biting him. He yeah. sticks it in his mouth. You didn't say that. He sticks yeah. it a long ways in his mouth. Which uh, the long ways stick in the mouth is the natural enemy of the crocodile. Yeah, I I think I feel like the croc could break that without an issue. What did you just say? Well, right now I just saw Chuck Norris do a Batman and just like go under the water and appear behind a crocodile underwater, like he goddamn goddamn teleported. I don't. I know that's incorrect. (laughs) So, did you know that crocodiles like are basically when they see their little faces up? They're kind of actually like this, directly straight down in the water, and the little heads are just pointing this way. It's silly. I watched a video and some people were fishing, and then suddenly there was a crocodile, and they were like, ah, a crocodile!
0: Yeah, well, they ain't nothing
1: to fuck with. No, and also, why would you be fishing in a place where there are crocodiles? And by that, I mean Florida. Why would you go to Florida? (laughs) Maybe you have a death wish, or you're looking for some meth. (laughs) You want to just fire a gun wildly, and nobody cares. You really want to get COVID. (laughs) Yeah, there's that also. Where they made it illegal to wear a mask, did they? In a school, yeah, that sounds right. Fucking Florida, hate everyone. Oh, Ron DeSantis. Chuck eventually throws the last crocodile, and I guess they're all defeated and disappeared. They despawned, is what happened, because they're in a video game now. Too much is still in the tree, and we pull back further, and I guess there's another camera or a drone, because Croc is watching that, and he punches his view screen which is bad because now he has no way to watch them. Uh, But he orders his men to go kill them. Yeah, but he feels better because he punched a television. You ever punched a television? No. No, me either, but I assume it feels good. And then the crew does a Yogi Bear hiding from bees. (laughs) You know, if you're... Yeah, they... Croc's camp is set up next to the river, like you'd expect. And... uh, the karate commandos each grab a length of bamboo, you know how it naturally grows in Florida, and uh, they hide under the water as some troops are walking by. And fun fact, if your bamboo shoot is too long, you'll suffocate because not enough air is recycling Right, Sky. but they didn't, so clearly they know what they're doing. So all these multicolored, brightly colored, shirtless <laughs> men uh, did not draw any attention, which is nice. So... They go to raid the camp, and they brought a woman. And surprising, the crocodile didn't smell her menstruation. (laughs) That's how they know. Tabe the pepper and too much go to where the cafeteria is. Pepper. I was gonna say the girl, but I caught myself. (laughs) But Tabe just kind of walks right in and grabs the two chefs working on three chickens and hugs them into a meat freezer and locks them in. The two chefs working on three chickens is a really funny. To spit. I know it's exactly what was happening. It's just a funny phrase. Yeah, and then we cut to the outside where it's adequately labeled headquarters. <laughs> it sure is, isn't it? <laughs> the secret camp. <laughs> <laughs> and Chuck Norris, Reed, and Kemo hide in the in some bushes, and they pull the guards in and steal their guns. It's the first time we see them take guns. Um, so we, we cut back to the mess hall where the the croc goons. He has so many goons. They have so many looks. Now they got their little berets on. Yeah, and they've got a C on their shoulders. So, you know, they work for Croc. Uh, But one of them with a Chester A. Arthur yells, Hey, where's our food? And Tabe comes strolling out and tells them to keep their pants on while only wearing an apron. No, 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 Sky. I'm pretty sure... Yeah, because right now it just looks like an apron. But later when he does something... I think he stole the clothes of the cook. Because like, I think that's the cook's, cook's tank top, and he's wearing the cook's pants. Hmm. Just watch in a second when it changed the angle. Maybe, but uh, maybe you'll watch. <laughs> right, I'm gonna zone out. You do. You had to learn of the podcast. Uh, okay. But Tommy tells them that he made something special for them, something that will knock them out. And he pulls uh, the cover off of the serving thing, and he says, "Sleep gas stew." And he puts on a gas mask. And sure enough, the room just fills with gas, and all these men die, or are knocked out. I'm not sure. See, he's wearing black pants and, and a, a yellow shirt oh. as he runs out. He was—that's weird. Uh, but a second ago, it did change to white, so it did look like he was wearing the apron on. <laughs> it's very inconsistent. The the modeling on this show—believe it or not—the show that they worked on for five episodes that gave up on. <laughs> What a beloved beloved abandoned franchise. For more information on the show, check out the YouTube channel Toy Galaxy, which covered this. Yeah. Which is why we know about it. I think I had heard about it, but I definitely forgot about it. Yeah, I was definitely at some point aware of it, um, just in looking at things on the internet. But yeah. Yeah. It renewed our interest. (laughs) Also, there are only being five episodes. That really helped. Yeah. Uh, so we we started watching this so we could, we could regroup and figure something else out, and then we haven't done that yet. <laughs> no, but we still have one more episode. Yeah. So, so, uh, Kimo, Reed, and Chuck kick into Croc's office, uh, and they're like, uh, you know, give up. I guess we want we win. And Croc says that he's not afraid of them, and they're pig stickers. Only Kimo has a sharp implement. You can stick a pig with anything. I guess try hard. So the two of them engage in fisticuffs. Uh, Reed and Chemo disappear from the rest of the from the rest of the shot. Croc um, picks up a, a desk, his desk, and throws it at Chuck Norris, and it smashes to bits. Well, listen, as a high school janitor, I moved my fair share of desks, and you have to be very strong to pick a desk up. <laughs> well, he's a crocodile, man. unless it's made of cardboard. <laughs> he's a crocodile man, Jake. I guess that's true. He has a weird S lisp, like a crocodile would. Exactly. Talk. Chuck recovers from him being thrown across the room and getting a desk thrown at him, and does his trademark Chuck Norris defy gravity and does like a Lucan bicycle kick from uh, Mortal Kombat and kicks Croc through the wall. At which point Croc is defeated. We know that because Croc's like, "You win." So Chuck demands that he tells him where the cr- where to find Claw. And we jump into space! Uh, Super Ninja and some other ninjas are just hanging out in the space shuttle. I feel like it takes so much training to fly a space like that. Well, once it's in orbit, I feel like the, the systems will keep track of it from there. I guess that's, you just gotta learn how to use the gun. Make sure that you don't blow up on exit. And then make sure you know how to do the gun, and you're probably okay. I don't know if they have a get-home plan. Well, the the astronauts are still alive. So I guess you just say, well, get us home. Yeah, that's fair. Or we all die. <laughs> I'll make sure of it. Uh, so we cut to the, as what's described as, the boonies of Alaska. Yeah. Um, Chuck Norris has a red, white, and blue jet sled, I guess. Uh, and they followed like a radio signal to a, a uh, like a site here where Claw is communicating with uh, the Invincible, which is the space shuttle up uh, in space. So at that exact moment, a submarine bursts through the ice, and Tabe, Chuck, Kimo, and Reed all fall into the ocean, and you know immediately start to die because that's how frozen waters do. Yeah, not Um, if you're Chuck Norris. Well, Chemo has the cure to being frozen to death, and it's to turn the cold, or to use the cold, to heat your anger, and then you're fine. Yeah, and piss yourself so you warm up a little. (laughs) That's right. Uh, A satellite dish pops out of the the submarine, and Chemo goes and cuts the line so that Claw can't talk to Super Ninja. (laughs) It's insane that Super Ninja was sent to space without knowing the plan. Yes. I mean, I guess there's a backup plan, which we find out, but I feel like he should just know what to do. Yeah. Claw is on the, s- the submarine. He sends a couple of guys out to fix the, the satellite dish, at which point the karate commandos enter the submarine and lock them out. But then they fall, th- like, they go down the ladder and then into a room full of dudes. And everybody is just frozen, like, well it's frozen because you push pause. Well, yes, but also there's so many weird pauses in the animation. Um, Animating things is expensive, Sky. I know. But come on, Chuck. <laughs> you're Chuck Norris, what you couldn't get someone to do with Pro Bono. Um You he, think he's just threatened to karate chop someone's neck if they don't draw <laughs> his cartoon? Yes. But we get to see Tabe in pants. Like real pants. He's wearing a real shirt and real pants. He's wearing a coat. We don't know if he's wearing a real shirt. Or something. Fair. That is affairs. Fair. I can't imagine anything more uncomfortable than wearing a winter coat with no shirt underneath of it. <laughs> a wet winter coat. Yeah. Uh, pants that you've pissed in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's also partially frozen. Um, so, th- like, the the helm? I guess they're in the helm. It's weird that the, the ladder to outside led directly to the helm, because there's the steering wheel and a bunch of dudes with clipboards. Um... And they all immediately, like, ah, fuck, it's Norris. So they grab spears and they start trying to fight them. Uh, Kimo cuts the spears in half, naturally. Uh, and The tips don't fall off until he stomps on the floor. And that's kind of the end of the fight. Tabe rips the wheel out of the floor. Reed kicks the sonar thing. It's just a mess. You'd think a lot of that would start to sink the submarine there, huh? Yeah, making it inoperable. Yeah, seems like a bad situation. But, uh, the Karate Commandos rush into where Claw is. He threatens them with his claw. And then he announces that Super Ninja has orders to just kill everyone if he doesn't have contact in two hours. Then Claw picks up a man and throws, <laughs> throws him at the Karate Commandos and escapes through an escape hatch. He, he throws the indoor sunglasses, uh, submarine man. He looked like a Nazi commander. He sure did. He had a Nazi commander's outfit. But he also had indoor sunglasses. So you know, he's only kind of a Nazi. He's also here to party. Who's not? Uh Reed. Reed's not here to party. Reed's not here to do anything interesting. <laughs> also Chemo. Chemo doesn't really seem to want to party either. Tabe, though. Uh, that dude just wants he to stops. snap down. <laughs> sure does. So they're like, well, I guess we're done here. And then they leave. And then... There's, like, an act break, and when we come back, uh, the Karate Commandos, they've got the... It's a Karate Commando Convoy. It is. We've got the the Trans Am, which, as we've noted before, is impractical for a six-person team, because it's a two-seater. So they also have an RV, and attached to the RV is a trailer where they're pulling their jet sled, or whatever. Um, and we got Chuck and Tabe in the Trans Am, and for whatever reason, too much is sitting, uh, either on to uh, Tabe's lap or just squished it next to him, which makes me uncomfortable. I don't like it. Nobody's wearing a damn seatbelt. Seatbelts weren't practical in 1983. They'd ruffle your fucking big collar and vest combo. (laughs) They'd pull down the sleeves of my suit. Uh, So they had to plan to stage, you know, grand larceny. They're going to break into a museum and steal some fuel from an airport. Which they do. They do that. I guess they try to talk to a guy about getting the stuff that they need, but then they just steal it. Well, it would take too long to do the paperwork to get a fuel truck, I guess. But aren't they sanctioned by the U.S. government? Yeah, that's why it's okay for them to steal this truck. Okay. Diplomatic immunity. (laughs) I don't think that works for citizens. They're not citizens. They're diplomats. Karate diplomats. For where... The U.S. Right, but they're in the U.S. Technically. Chuck, Tommy, and Too Much have gone to the museum. It's closed, unfortunately. It's like a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, but they're going to break in, so it's fine. Again, typical community. <laughs> so they use the catapult on the back of the Trans Am, uh, and everybody gets thrown to the roof. That It seems to be uh, triggered by the words, Let's go for it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Alexa, let's go for it. And then it shoots up. Well, I mean, Darkwing Duck had the code word of "Let's get dangerous," so why not? Darkwing Duck wouldn't be invented for ten more years, guy. right? And they drew influence from this. <laughs> <laughs> so they lower too much through a tiny little window, uh, and then he opens the door, and then they steal. I guess is a rocket that can fly into space. Chuck steals a, a full astronaut uniform. Toppy doesn't get to go because he doesn't get he doesn't fit like, a astronaut. Yeah, he also has to push the rocket out of the yeah. museum. Weird that the rocket was so close to an exit door that would fit it. Yeah. That giant jet-sized garage door. Yep. So initially I didn't pay enough attention to realize that they stole a tanker truck. So I was like, there's no way that any of this shit is fueled up and ready to fly. So they I'm pretty sure I was talking over what was happening when they were talking about getting fuel. Could be. Because I also do that shit. But that's why they stole the tanker truck. Clearly, uh, whatever they use for planes will work in a rocket ship that'll fly into space. They don't have to go that high into space, I guess. the 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 shuttle still has the natural gravity of Earth affecting it, so they fill it up pretty quick. And Chuck Norris, who is a rocket pilot, apparently just flies the damn thing into space. Some people are just naturally good at stuff. (laughs) I guess so. I'll accept him being a helicopter pilot. But like flying a decommissioned space ferry <laughs> plane seems a little out of his wheelhouse, but whatever.
0: He's just karate
1: chopping the controls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he gets flat. Fly- yeah, he gets high enough out into the atmosphere to see the curvature of the Earth, and then he says, "Huh, this old bucket still works." Yeah, dude, you- you've been flying for a long time, but whatever. The Invincible ch- uh, clocks his rocket. So they pop out the defense lasers, you know, like all shuttles have, and then they blow it up. So Chuck and the Karate Commandos are on hook on the hook for quite a bit of money. Diplomatic immunity. <laughs> so Chuck does the only logical thing. Does a wally. Yeah, he grabs a fire extinguisher and he ejects out of uh, the rocket and it blows up. And he uses the propulsion of the fire extinguisher to fly himself into that shuttle. Meanwhile... Superman is readying the fusion cannon, where he's going to kill everyone, as the plan stated. So, is the fusion cannon not necessarily a weapon, but it fuses things together in No, space? I think fusion is what is referring to the atomic process of radiation wasting, and such. Well, like the sun. Then why would they? Ha- why do they have this gun on this spaceship? I don't know. It shouldn't exist, right? Doesn't seem like they would need it in space. Where all of our enemies are. <laughs> Actually, it's where no one is. Except our enemies. Super Ninja lists off uh, a number of cities that he wants blown up, and the uh, captive astronauts are like, Don't, what are you doing? That's inhumane. Only they say inhuman. Uh, no, he's he, it's uh, Black Bolt. Uh, oh. And the dog. Okay. And Medusa. Well, I feel like they should be doing what? They should, they should be shooting Hawaii to wipe that out of the. <laughs> But as we saw from that series, they're not super capable. They need Triton up there, stabs and pulls. So Chuck comes through a door, at which point the astronauts also pop through their door, and they grab the ninja standing next to them. And Chuck uh, leaps into the in the air. Uh, gravity is not as big a thing here, so his he specifically says how much, how great this is that there's low gravity, so he can really fight. Yeah, but like you can't get as much. Force I would you Yeah, that's not as much of a... So Super Ninja does the only logical thing and he deploys the blades on the backs of his heels? Yes. For stabbing, that seems like the worst possible way to do it. Seems and like an he proves to... it's the worst possible way to do it. Seems like it's the easiest way to get one of those stuck in your ass. Absolutely. You sit down wrong, and you accidentally deploy it and it shoots right into your ass. But he does a flip and he ends up hitting the wall and he's stuck in the wall because of stupid heel blades. Meanwhile, Chuck grabs some dudes and throws them away from the button that will shoot the lasers. Uh, The ninjas kind of stand around, and and then Super Ninja tries to fight him some more. At one point, Chuck does get tackled, and he does that standard weird cartoon anime thing where a bunch of dudes are attacked punching you at once, and he stands up with his arms up and knocks them all back. And he, he throws five guys, at, four guys at once. That's right. I mean, I guess the lack of gravity helps. Sure, and the low gravity, not not total lack. Super life. Ninja announces that Chuck will never stop him from pushing that button. And then they do a little karate, and somehow Chuck manages to kick him right in between his shoulder blades, <laughs> which sends him Super flying. He doesn't touch the ground <laughs> in a cartwheel position. Yeah, That's silly. Uh, Super Ninja pulls out his like, blade chain thing. But again, without gravity it's not really as effective. So Chuck has more than enough time to move out of the way. I mean I guess yeah, if it's razor sharp it might cut him a little.
0: Yeah, but without
1: the force of like gravity it's, it's just not gonna, gonna stick in it. Yeah. It's gonna bounce. Chuck grabs him and throws him. And the astronauts come out, they point out a ninja reaching for the button. Chuck throws him again. I guess the day is saved. Hey yeah, he threw everyone he needed to I guess. Uh, the astronauts tie up the ninjas, and then Super Ninja gets up and hops into an escape pod, which I'm pretty sure aren't a thing on regular space station, space neither, shuttles. Neither are guns, so... Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Chuck's gonna chase him, but an astronaut tells him, No, he's gone. We have one more episode, we need him. <laughs> that's it. Meanwhile, I don't know how what time jump we've made here, but everybody's working out at, ch- at Karate Commando Station. And Tavi says, Hooray, we beat claw again. Uh, Pepper, who just showered, uh, I guess, is standing there and she's like, yeah, we did it. she wiping off her sweat. She's, she, I think that maybe is a karate. Oh, is she in a gi? Yeah. I thought it was a robe. It does look like a robe. Which I guess gis but, are basically robes yeah, but short. Yeah, but context clues makes me believe that she's wearing that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Uh, and they're just kind of giggling to each other and then Chuck kicks a a heavy bag across the room because he's Chuck, goddamn Norris, and they laugh. You're right. He she is wearing a gi. That's my bad. The pants give it away. Yeah, she's got pants. Rarely do bathrobes have pants. <laughs> Usually not a part. Uh, and then flesh and blood Chuck comes. He's like, "Yep, good thing we did a lot of self control to train. Remember how self control is the goal here? I trained." Because of my self-control, and I was able to fly a spaceship because I trained because I have something. And then he tells us to thank our mom and dad. And that's the end. That's how every show should end, is the main character telling you to thank your mom and dad. You're <laughs> not wrong. Um, but well, that's how it ends. Um, Jake, what was the most turn of part? Crocodiles in <laughs> <and> parachutes. <laughs> oh man, so much happened, I forgot that was a part of it, yeah, honestly. It was 20 minutes ago. It was the best part of it, obviously, and you were correct to say so. Yeah. I would say it was turtle It was very turtle-rific. I loved them descending silently like denizens of death. It was yeah. great. Just s- snickering to themselves the whole time. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what sound crocodiles make. I think they just hiss. I, I think they laugh like the, the dog on the wacky races, <laughs> Mutley. What if it left, like, the hyena from Lion King? Ed? Yeah, that would be way more unnerving. Especially if it did that sinister cackle. You know, I'm just going to go ahead and agree that the parachuting crocodiles were, in fact, the uh, the most trivial part. Uh, Who's the most likable or effective character? It's always super ninja. I'm going to give it to Croc. Good for you, but you're wrong. I know, but... Superditch has gotten three out of the last four. Yeah, and he's going to get... He deserves uh, it, for sure. He's going to get a straight five. Absolutely. But Croc had a cool thing. Like, he had some goons and some crocodiles that he catapulted at some guys. That's rad. I also feel like he he fulfilled his whole, like, part of the the plan. He used his parachuting Crocs to get that spaceship (laughs) out of space. His job was done. It's true. They they went to him to to get information. Like he was just hanging out at his headquarters. It had nothing to do with Claw at that point. Yeah, and Claw stiffed him. Loved yeah, Dick. He trumped him. Trumped him, but good. So Jake, what'd you do for pop culture Palette Club? Well, Sky. Um, that's a good question. <laughs> um, I got caught up on some some a few comics. Uh, the Star Wars: The High Republic comic. It's all right. It uh it all blends nicely with the books that are coming out. So you hear in the books, like, oh, this person's not here because they're off handling a situation at this planet. And then in the comics, you get to read that. Yay. And then uh, their their system for releasing books has been one adult book, a middle grade, and a young adult book. And uh, you'll like. Them, Which one has vampires in it? None of them the young yet. Adult? But there are. Although young adults, one always has sex in them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't uh did I did I talk to you about this? Who did I talk to you about this recently? About how the only Star Wars novels with sex in them are the young adult ones for yeah. teens. Yeah. Um, but in the like in, in the main novel, the main whoever's the main characters of the main novel the adult novel will like walk past the characters from the other ones and they're like, Oh, and this guy and then we saw this guy and he I just heard he was doing some stuff, and then you find out what that stuff is. Nice. Yeah, it's all it's fun and interconnected. And then I watched the Suicide Squad. It's yeah. the first DC movie I think I've seen since the Rise of the Dark Knight. Pretty good. No, yeah. it was. I mean, it was good. I wouldn't say it was pretty good. I I probably won't ever watch it again. That's fair. But it was. It, I didn't hate that I watched it. It was good. That's a pretty glowing review from you. Yeah, I mean, it. It was good enough that I would start to look at my phone and then just realize I was just holding my phone looking at the TV. <laughs> so it was it was good enough. I liked it. That's great. Um if there was a sequel I'd watch that. If James Ben directed it. Sure. But yeah, it didn't it didn't like rock me to my core or anything. <laughs> I'm excited for Aegis Elbow to play Knuckles. It's yes. Pretty cool. He's he's in the Suicide Squad this guy. I know, that's why I brought it up. You should watch it. I will. Probably will at some point. Yeah, it. it like I said, fine. Yeah, that's, what, uh, that's after, all I expected. After yeah. watching the Harley Quinn show, though, uh, obviously that's my favorite version of Harley Quinn. Now I didn't have one before. Sure. Um, the Margot Robbie one is a bit much for me. Yeah. Not to my. Does case. she maintain her accent this time?
0: Yes,
1: I think so. She. It came and went in the first Suicide Squad. It. Uh, well, when I noticed it, it was really thick. So I think she does. I'm not really sure. But what about you, Sky? I watched uh season fourteen of It's Always Sunny. Oh no. Uh first half isn't great. Uh, uh the and second the second half is pretty okay. Yeah, it's still not the best always sunny. Yeah, I liked the uh noir episode a lot. That was, pretty good. was it I remember not liking that. Is it is it good? Maybe you rear I laughed more bad. than the rest of the season. Yeah. Did other stuff. It was mostly D reactions that made me laugh. Uh, some other stuff. I also started watching The Nick again.
0: You, oh, that's good. With, uh, that's K. a that there are
1: only two seasons of that. Yeah, that shows X-Men. Yeah, it was. Um, it's weird how D works outside of the group when none of the others do. Well, she's, yeah, she's not quite deep. but also there are people for her to play off of, yeah. too. That's That cast is also good outside of her. That's true. That was great. Yeah, yeah. That, it's just Caitlin Olsen's delivery on a lot of her lines is just pitch perfect. It's yes. So I recommend it. I'm sure I did other stuff, but I don't remember what it is. And it's relevant.
0: And it's probably not as good as the thing.
1: That is probably true. But uh, I think that'll probably do it for this week. Thank you guys very much for listening. Sorry we didn't have an episode last week. He's not I, that I'm sorry. He told me he was going to say sorry, even though he wasn't. Yeah. He told me that. I, yeah, I just kind of forgot that I was going camping, and then it was hot, and I was tired, and I didn't want to do anything, so it didn't end. Yeah. and then by the time we got to Mondays, we had a severe case of the Yeah, it was, like, I had a hard enough time throwing myself out of bed and going to work. Yeah. um uh, You say that like you don't every day. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard. But yeah, uh, thank you guys for listening.
0: Um, you can follow the show at culture no, E at the end. You can email the show at
1: com Call me. I'm at Sam Surplus. And I'm at mid Love Slumber. And we'll see you guys next week with what is sure to be just a banger of an episode because it's about fucking zombies or some shit. The zombies on a voodoo I mean, island. Yeah. Is gonna be. I bet it's going to be extremely tasteful. Yeah. Um, the series hasn't been nearly as racist as I assumed it was going to be. Yeah. But I think we might cross that ba- boundary next time. We'll see. We will. We'll see. We'll see the episode that got it canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so yeah, uh, thank you guys very
0: much. Uh, love that shot. And, and stay proper. Too much. Too much. Kimo, the samurai warrior. Reed, Chuck's teenage apprentice. Tabe, the sumo champion. With Chuck Norris, they battle the sinister forces of the claw. Remember this. And the ruthless super ninja. Ah, I'll finish normal. Chuck Norris stars in Chuck Norris Karate Commandos.